Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me, Nate Langson. And me, Ian Morris. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. He just found a grey hair ahead of the... Uh, I, he- I was I was going to introduce myself as BBC Sounds, but I decided not to. BBC Sounds. Yeah, we've had emails about BBC Sounds, BBC Sounds. BBC <laughs> Sounds. It's become a bit of a joke, um, but for reasons we'll get to in the uh, feedback portion of today's programme, which is coming up after some other stuff, uh, namely the following. Um... The BBC was actually, you know, before we do that, uh, apologies for not having a show for two weeks. It's come at uh, it's rather, all Nate's fault. It is. It genuinely is all my fault. Um, just being very busy, and I think there was some illness, and then I was away at my brother's stag do because he had the audacity of getting married. Um, so a lot of stuff was going on, but we are we are back, and it's I all think, perfectly excusable, really, Nate. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm 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 glad. And I mean, people obviously need to hear what I have to say about things, but well, not every week. For those of you who were expecting uh, another Ian rant, I can tell you that today will be a day for an Ian rant. Uh, I don't know, I'm just tired. So I'm so tired by the everything being awful. Yes, I know, mate. I know. It's why I love you. Let's carry on, though, with uh, what I was about to do before. Um, Something that's awful. I'll do that now. Uh, The BBC was amongst the many publications who uh, wrote about Dyson's latest effort to blow and or suck air in new and audacious ways. Um, The BBC said Dyson has taken a step, its first step, into wearable technology. Uh, Obviously, nobody's attempted to wear one of the Dyson hairdryers like I have um, with an eye-catching pair of over-the-ear headphones that come with an air purifying mouth visor best known for vacuum cleaners Dyson has diversified in recent years with products such as fans and best known for sucking or blowing yeah all right it's suck or blow is the James Dyson way uh, and a hairdryer as I mentioned but these headphones they're going to be called the Dyson Zone which I do not understand are designed to tackle the growing issue of air pollution again the words here of the BBC uh, but in, in a separate write-up Engadget wrote that the visor blows filtered air to your nose mouth and chin your chinny chin chin um, sort of like a portable fan dedicated to the lower portion uh, of your face even the south of the face um, Engadget said the um, the idea is that people can protect themselves from pollution while out and about, which is not terrible because um, the other day we had record levels of pollution in London and the advice was try not to go out and if you do, try not to run. Now, that's not a warning you want to hear when you're running for a flight, as I was at the time. Um, now... This is where this gets particularly interesting. And don't worry, we will be poking fun at the design in in a few moments. Um, But you'd be forgiven, I think, for thinking that this product, this air purifying wearable filtration system headphone thing um, was the product of the pandemic. But that would not in any way be accurate by quite a long time. 
My colleague at Bloomberg, in fact, Giles Turner, uh, wrote in 2018 that Dyson had submitted patents for a wearable air purifier. And I remember it vividly because I edited his story um, and, uh, and they patented it earlier that year. That's in 2018. So the patent was filed, obviously, after the device had been in development for some time, obviously, otherwise difficult to patent something that they haven't even thought of. Um, now, at the time, Giles also noted that Dyson does file a large number of patents for products that never make it to production. There was one, there was a hydraulic food juicer. I don't know if you remember um, hearing about that. That was over 10 years ago at this point. It was back when we were at CNET. Um, never emerged as a final product. So there is always that. But this one is different because this has made its way into the, onto the faces of product testers, one of which um, was a lady from Engadget, and we'll come back to that. Dyson said that a lot of this stuff about the development time uh, was in fact true because it had been developing the product for about six years, um, and it describes it in a press release um, as headphones delivering pure air and pure sound. Hmm, curious. Mm. Going to be available in the autumn, no price announced, no surprises there. Uh, You can assume that it's Dyson, so it won't be cheap. Um, but maybe very good, which is the annoying thing about Dyson, is that it's often over-engineered, but very, well, very good at what it does and overpriced mm, to boot. I'm not sure I agree with that statement. Go on. I mean, the vacuum cleaners are really average. They're very good. They're not. If they you use the Henry Hoover, mate, I have. Henry Hoover is a phenomenon. I'll give you that a Henry Hoover is a good Hoover. It's it a do- brilliant it, Hoover. It does the job. If you see a builder with a Henry Hoover, you will never see a builder with a Dyson. Five seconds on a building site with a Dyson, and that's it for the Dyson. Game over. But you could say that about anything. You could say, well, you never see... Henry Hoover costs 100 quid and is the best vacuum cleaner on the market, I would say. It's a little bit clunky, but it does the job. I mean, fair enough. You can buy half a dozen Henry Hoovers or Hoove um, for the same price as, <laughs> as a Dyson. Not um, Hoove. But anyway, this is not the point. The the, the point is, is that... Um, what was my point? I don't know. Something about it being great, even though it will be pointless. Well, no. Before I get into my opinion, though, uh, what is yours? Well, on, on why don't we just do something about air pollution instead? Is because my that, opinion. Well, it's not a; they're not mutually exclusive. Well, they're not, but they'll it's take like, a long time to fix. It would a, a very long time to fix. Well, it fix would. It, you could fix it in twenty-four hours if you just said no cars in cities. I mean, I'm not a proponent of that. Or if you made all buses hydrogen, that would help. Um, or you know, or if you made it so that deliveries could only happen overnight, but that's impractical. I'd love but, you know, that. Like, like there's plenty of things you could do to make the air quality in cities better in very little time at all. It's just there's not the political or societal will to do it. So instead, we're going to excuse the poor quality of the air by investing in, well, by shunting the problem into consumers and making them pay six to seven hundred pounds probably for something that makes you look like a an idiot. I disagree. For want of any better terminology. Have you ever cut yourself? All the time. Right. Can you imagine the last cut where you drew you drew blood and put a plaster on it? Mm. You know how your skin healed itself over time, but yeah. you needed a plaster to stop the the bleeding immediately. <clears throat> That's yeah. this in a very strange yeah. sort of way. Is it though? We will fix air pollution, but you can't just replace. Will we though? You well, 
Well, I what mean, is, if what we is don't fixed? do anything about it ever, then no, we won't fix it. Well, I, I would love to see cities with no cars and no pollution in the same way that I'd like cigarettes to not be on sale anymore, let's say, and no one want or need them. But that's not realistic. You can't just ban cigarettes overnight. You well, phase you, them you out. It, I mean, yeah, you phase I, them out. You yes. phase things like that, that out. That is what they're doing. And that's the same with pollution. We, we phase it out. Um, and in the meantime, there are things that we can do to make life a little better. However, I don't believe that this is necessarily it because it looks ridiculous. It really does look ridiculous. And in the Engadget write-up, and I, I have to say, there were parts of this write-up where someone someone went lungs on with it, let's say. Oh, and, God. Um, I know you, you love those sorts of expressions. <sighs> Um, she went She went lungs on. Um, she got to try one out, but they wouldn't let her take pictures of it, which bolsters her argument that um, her biggest takeaway after spending some time with the prototype is that, yes, it does look just as ridiculous as in real life. And that's a verbatim quote from her write-up, uh, which we'll include links to, of course, in the show notes. But the other thing is that there is a whiff of the PR frenzy around something like this with the following paragraph from the same write-up quote once the mask was connected the motors in the ear cups whirred into life and a gentle clean smelling trickle of air started blowing at my lips and nose it was surprisingly comfortable and for an obsessive obsessive clean freak like me felt borderline magical this could not only be um this could only be the personal air bubble i've dreamed of i may have garbled the words there but john in our live chat listening live says um this mask would be good in classrooms I spend every day walking through a cocktail of kids' farts. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Sold. Valid reason. Valid. Um, I can think of many good uses for this, but I would never wear one. This is the thing, I'd never wear one. Because as good as I like the idea, I can't get away from the fact that it looks ridiculous. So that I don't have to smell myself because I don't shower. I think you'd be better <laughs> off giving it to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, um, our own our own odors are never as offensive to us as they are to other people. I would like to point out that I do shower if I'm going to be in contact with other humans. It's just mm. that I spend a lot of time alone, and I'm like, well, it's expensive to have a shower now. Maybe I just won't bother. A good thinking. Just just make do with a splash wash, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, just the essentials. Um, the the point though here is that I don't completely think this will ever come to market. I really don't, and I think if it does, then it will. It won't sell. It will come in a well. It will. It will come in a in in a, in certain areas. Like there is a a big problem in 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 parts of Asia with pollution. I mean, to be fair, it's 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 bad in London at the moment, but it's not always bad in London. Whereas it is always very bad in some other countries, and so I can mm. see this being sort of a region specific um well product, it also which... it might go down well in countries which are kind of already doing similar things like if there's lots of people in china already wearing masks to protect themselves from bad pollution then maybe this will be a a, a decent solution for yeah. them like that you know it's got the cachet of dyson which is very popular um i remember dyson always being one of those things that sold really well in japan yeah, um, they did the they, ro- they did the robot uh, robot vax there first. Yeah. Dyson did it in Japan. Makes, um, makes so, sense. so who knows? So may- maybe maybe it won't be a mate a thing that does particularly well in the UK, but it might do well in you know 
Asian countries where obviously Dyson has moved his business anyway to uh, take advantage of lower employment fees. John makes um, a good <laughs> a good point here. Could yeah. rescuers in gas leak environments use this? And that's exactly the kind of thing that I was thinking, like specialised use case scenarios. I Not... feel like there's already technology for that, though. There are, but Dyson doesn't make them. Oh, right. I see. It has to be made by Dyson, does it? Yeah. Um, and the other thing is I... I would be I could be a customer for this if it didn't have the headphones. You know, when I'm cycling in London, I'd mm. love to wear something like this that helped with the with the pollution, but I don't want to wear headphones while I'm on a bike. Would you, you know? wear that razor mask, although that was then proven to be complete bunkum, wasn't it? Because it I'd... didn't actually filter anything out. Yeah, and Kate rightly says they do make filtration masks for cyclists, but yeah. it's more that, I mean, something specifically this, the same as what Dyson here has made, um, just without the headphones. That's an odd ordering of words in that sentence. Was it? Oh, fix, well, I'll no, fix, not really. Fix but it in the edit. Dif- it's different. I liked it. Oh, thanks very mate much. Um, <laughs> I don't think we have anything else to say about this. It's, um, yeah. it's silly, uh, but my, it sounds like usual... it works quite well. My usual hatred of Dyson aside, it's stupid. I don't think people will be able to afford to buy it, let alone want to wear it. So let's see what it does. Mm. Okay. Well, Have at it. I look forward to being denied a review sample when it comes out later in the year <laughs> based on some of this conversation. But, uh, oh, they I, won't listen to this. But I remain optimistic that uh, that we will get to try it at some point, if it ever makes its appearance. I went to Dyson's HQ once. So did I. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, it's wait. I didn't. Impressive. No, I didn't. I was thinking of something else. I met with James Dyson, but not at his HQ. Whereas you went. Was it to in HQ. Singapore? Did you meet him in Singapore? No, I met him in Shoreditch somewhere for a coffee. Yeah. Um, Using his six months of tax ability to come here, was he? It was while I was at Wired, so it was quite, ah, some, right. quite, quite. Oh, some... so before he abandoned the UK. Along those lines. Well, let us know any thoughts you have on this by sending us an email. Hello at UKTechShow.com. Well, um... Bad news for, well, bad news for Joseph Kelly, at least. Um, He's the most recent victim of the UK's Idiotic Communications Act. He's been sentenced to 150 hours of community service for a tweet he sent about Captain Tom Moore, the veteran who helped raise millions for NHS charities. Kelly's tweet uh, was certainly fairly awful, uh, but it didn't contain any sort of threats, although um, part of it included the wording... And I've translated this from Scots. <laughs> the only good Brit soldier soldier is a dead one. Um, obviously, not the ideal sentiment to be tweeting, but we'll get more onto that later. Um, it's uh, more of a sentiment than a suggestion that Kelly would do any harm to real soldiers. Um, Kelly also explained that he was drunk and deleted the tweet shortly after sending it. Uh, nonetheless, it was deemed to be grossly offensive, uh, and Kelly was uh, sentenced to 150 hours of unpaid work and given an 18-month suspension. So supervision, sorry. Um, now, obviously, I can see the point of having laws designed to protect people from online harassment, uh, but this really wasn't that. Uh, it should have been probably a matter between Twitter, a private company, and the user of that service, um, you know, and their determination of what is and isn't allowed. Uh, and usually I don't have much 
sympathy for people who get banned from Twitter for saying stupid things. It is, after all, a private company and not a democracy. Uh, But when the government takes action against a citizen for saying something stupid, I have to conclude that we do, in fact, have a free speech problem. Uh, Using the Communications Act in this way will... Uh, apparently, if end, end eventually, uh, the law will be updated as part of the online safety bill. But I doubt the way it's used will be altered very much. And that is a serious problem. It is. Um, and I, I, I had to recheck this link because somehow when we prepped this story, I hadn't realized that I went to a school with a guy called Joseph Kelly, who would be 36 um, oh. and had a rather interesting sense of humor at times uh, but he's not scottish so it's not him it's a different it's a different joseph kelly um which i'm kind of relieved about well um, yes i mean you know I, yeah. I i do i do wonder i mean obviously we all know what i'm like i've i've just recently slandered americans um goodness only knows what i've said in my 15 years on twitter over the over the you know the years i mean mm. i've probably said something easily actionable I daren't look. In fact, um, yeah. But everybody, everybody, everybody makes mistakes. I mean, he, he what? He deleted this tweet twenty minutes after sending yes, it. Yes, twenty minutes. Yeah. It's not. And he was drunk. I mean, yeah. that's not a defence. But even so, I think the act of deleting the tweet should suggest that nothing serious was meant by it. Um, and and you might say, well, he, it's only one hundred and fifty hours of community service. I, I mean, I don't really care. I, I feel like. The fact that it went to court is a big problem. This st- sort of stuff has no place. You know, if, I don't know, if the, if they, it, there was no intended threat. It, it, you know, I, obviously I, I'm not saying that what he said was tasteful. And I think it's, you know, probably quite, a, it's a, it's a very disrespectful thing to say. But I don't think that's a crime. And I'd rather live in a world where people are free to say what they think and then have consequences of that, but not end up in prison. Well, there was, uh, it must have been about 10 years ago, in fact, wasn't there? That guy, the Robin Hood airport tweet, um, he made a a, yes. a a joke threatening to blow up an airport. This was in in britain i think it was was it scotland it might have been no i think it was i think it was england it's england yeah well point the is twitter joke trial it, um yeah he, he made a he made that's the one yeah he made a joke uh in inverted commas about blowing up an airport because of delays or, or something um and yeah i mean it went it went through course i think he eventually won the case right but it was well he no he was he was um prosecuted and then uh appealed and was able to defeat it at the high court so it took him 2 years of his life he lost two jobs in the process um and all over what was very obviously a joke tweet well i've just googled uh just googled that actually so uh, it said, "This is where's this BBC? Uh, in their judgment, Lord Chief Justice Lord Judge Mr. Justice Owen, the f- my God, uh, and Mr. Justice Justice Griffith Williams said, uh, if the person or persons who receive or read it the message or may reasonably be expected to receive or read it would brush it aside as a silly joke or a joke in bad taste or empty bombastic or ridiculous banter." then it would be a contradiction in terms to describe it as a message of a menacing character. There's some words from a lawyer, if you've ever heard so, it. Yeah, if ever I heard um, The quote itself, well, Miss Chambers, this chap, who Ian Chambers, did you say? What is it with um, Ian? No. 
Ian's? Uh, no, Paul Chambers. Sorry. Paul Chambers, yeah. Yeah. Uh, said, crap, Robin Hood Airport is closed. You've got a week and a bit to get your sh together. Otherwise, I'm blowing the airport sky high. Now, you do I... need to make, make it clear there were exclamation marks in this as well, which yes, but sounds grammat ridiculous. But grammatically, um, the tr I mean, firstly, an exclamation mark, uh, mark was used correctly after crap, I would say. Robin Hood Airport correctly capitalised. Full stops, apostrophes, capital letters in the, re in the correct place, commas used appropriately. I mean, these don't sound like the ramblings of a mad person, which <laughs> lends my belief, lends support to my belief um, that it was a joke, because someone who meant to do something like this um, would probably not be quite so articulate. Um, in my experience, from reading ramblings online, they tend to be absolute... Uh, I mean, absolutely. And, and I'm often amazed by how awful the things that I write are, grammatically speaking. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, um, I, I, felt, I felt at the time that that was very clearly a joke. And, mm. you know, notable celebrities like Stephen Fry came out of, you know, out to help him battle this. Because, rightly, comedians need to be able to joke. And I mean, we see it all the time. Uh, Jimmy Carr's just had a... Um, you know a bad time for saying something awful i think it's right that he has a bad time um i think you could argue that companies like netflix need to take better responsibility for not airing those things but at the same time if he says it then we we know a lot more about the character of the person saying it and we can take appropriate action can't we you know be that saying well i'm not going to be i won't give any more mon my money to this person whatever you know um, and I think if people found that offensive, then they would be right, well within their rights to to complain to Twitter and say, look, this is offensive. I think you should take it down. And then they would act on that. I do not believe that this sort of thing should be ending up in court because normal people do not have the, the means to defend themselves effectively against this kind of lawsuit. It, it will, you know... Um, whatever not a lawsuit but you know what i mean you know like they they it's expensive to get a lawyer um and you know why should people have to defend silly things they write online unless it's very clearly constant targeted harassment and you see a lot of that and much less action tends to be taken about things like that mm, just put jk lol at the end um i mean that might that might help yeah, well, I wasn't joking. They do it with ads. You put hashtag ad. Just yeah. put hashtag JK, hashtag lol. Um, but then that will open a whole can of worms in its own right. Uh, Kate makes a more sensible point, though. Playing devil's advocate, she says in chat, what if he'd said, quote, the only good, insert minority here, is a dead one? Isn't that then hate speech? Yes, that would be hate speech. And there's a law for that. So yes, you know, that that's perfectly... And that, again, it, it all comes down to a sense of proportion about things you know saying something like that you know i mean i i don't want that to be the sort of thing that people feel comfortable saying and it could be interpreted as a legitimate threat mm. i mean you could argue it isn't and maybe we shouldn't be so but again you know the solution to that might simply be a visit from the police explaining the law you know look you've uh, suggested a, abusing a racial minority or whatever or a you know a, 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 a sexuality or whatever um, and that's just not good enough you're not allowed to do that I don't I, I'm sick and tired of everything being a matter for court um, when it really just a lot of the time just requires having a word with somebody and if people keep doing things 
then perhaps we act. But I wonder if we would have different views on this if we'd been the target of something similar that's not right, well uh, to be honest with you mate i have i have had 72 hours of constant abuse on twitter over something i said oh really yeah um i it was um just shortly after um sarah everard was murdered and this is off to a good start already Go well on. Y- yeah but i mean i was I-, I felt particularly affected by it because it it happened in an area that i and you would used to live in it was not very mm. far away from uh, where we lived and um you know and i i i i was appalled by it and i simply um I, I was responding to something i think it was like you know why don't men uh like take 24 hours off twitter as a sign as a show of solidarity towards women oh yeah i remember and yeah and i had 72 hours of abuse over it well 48 probably you know um i'm but i'm not interested in those people being hauled in front of courts for what they said i think they're idiots but you know mute the thread and move on it's part of life isn't it but you know i i i I certainly feel like we need to be a little bit more proportional with how Mm. we treat things that are said in stupid jest on twitter and like i said you know we're all one tweet or podcast comment away from utter cancellation or you know finding ourselves in court i you know it worries me as someone who can't keep his mouth shut no, well, don't worry, mate, because I edit the podcast before it goes out. So fair enough. Nothing terrible ever makes it uh, to that, unless you listen to the unedited version, in which case is all there in its horrific, yeah. offensive glory. Um, It'll which... find its way out, I promise you. Yeah. Well, um, it's a very it's a sensitive topic. There's lots to say. If you have an opinion on this, um, by all means, as Ian just so rightly encouraged, send it to us unedited uh, at hello at uktechshow.com. I think um, it's only a topic that's going to get more controversial because it keeps happening a lot, doesn't it? It We've seems to. Uh, new- the Verge, incidentally, has a whole breakdown of things similar that have happened. Um, and in fact, you know, there there, there were some... Um, another one targeting soldiers, you know, um, that where the guy got 240 hours of community service and a 300 pound fine. And, you know, again, I mean, I don't like it. I, you know, I'm, I'm not someone who thinks that we should be, you know, attacking soldiers or anything, but th- yeah, there's an interesting breakdown. That'll be, that's in the link, I believe. Yeah. Well, we'll have that link. That's at uktechshow.com forward slash episodes. You're looking for episode 271. As always, the links are there. Well, if you are one of our patrons, thank you very much for supporting us. We've got some great supporters in the chat listening live. We've got Guthaman, we've got John, we've got Ken, we've got Nick, Rich, Rich, Luna, we've got Kate. It's a, it's a, it's a great band listening live. Um, and if you are one of our patrons supporting us at patreon.com forward slash UK tech, you are about to hear this week's third discussion story all about merging instant messaging services. Quick bites of feedback we've had over the last uh, few weeks, Ian. Had a, a fun comment from Alan. Um, who says, hi there, I'm a bit behind with listening, so you might have covered this in the last couple of shows. I would love to hear your and Ian's views on some BBC podcasts only being available via BBC Sounds app um, for 28 days. It feels <laughs> BBC like a, Sounds. BBC Sounds sounds like a big uh, step backwards for consumers. Yes, yeah, it is. BBC Sounds. We... Um, we did talk about this, but I think it was on an extra message episode that I did. Um, I think the headline was just BBC Sounds, BBC Sounds, BBC Sounds, BBC Sounds, all caps, all one word. Um, I'm not sure if Alan's 
a patron but uh, if so look at that if not um well it's it's there if you ever do become a yeah, patron I mean, but in principle uh, we're not big fans are we Ian? no we're not and um i mean I, look i get it the bbc is always being asked to justify its existence so from their perspective i i understand like it's it's difficult you know they built this app they spent a lot of money on it maybe they shouldn't have done could it have been an iPlayer? almost certainly um and I, I'm very against the idea of exclusivity in any kind of podcast. I find it extremely annoying. I mean, it's not a, it's not a just stop calling it a podcast, and then no right, problem. Yeah, because yeah, if it's I not a podcast, so. it's not a problem. Then it's catch up. It's just radio, yeah, and it is radio catch up. I guess that's um, it. But yes, no one likes being forced into it. People generally don't seem to like the BBC Sounds app. Uh, it's a pain. So yeah, you know, I, I don't understand what the problem is. Just leave it on the podcasts. People will use your sounds app if they want to. I'll tell you why. We know why. It's because they want. They need data. They need data. Yeah. The better data you have about who your who your listeners are, um, the more ads you can sell internationally, or the better suggestions you can make to people who use the platform. Like there are good reasons for it. It's yeah, just does that BBC Sounds carry ads for international users. Or can you even use it as an international user? Well, BBC the BBC um, BBC podcasts have an entire commercial thing outside the uk so if you listen to in the us you get ads in them right uh, and i um but in the uk obviously there's no ads on any bbc yeah. anything um but and an iplayer <laughs> is very very good and i don't think we'd be saying the same thing about you know we don't think that iplayer catch-up should all be delivered via rss or anything like that it's just that either give us the option or stop pretending these are podcasts and i think frankly if you just stop saying What's, what's the line they say? BBC Sounds, music, radio, podcasts. Just cut the podcasts off. Because that's all yeah. you're talking about now is, well, it's radio. It's catch-up. Fine. Then yeah, leave and, podcasters and to the RSS fans. There is a big difference between that because obviously music, you can't necessarily have music in a podcast. It's got to be licensed separately. But for catch-up radio shows, the BBC's done those deals already. And, you know, the BBC has one of the most flexible music licenses going. Um, it mm. can use literally anything at any time it wants. So I can see why that makes some sense to them. But again, we're not talking about that. We're talking about podcasts. So that's a very different thing. So yeah. yeah. Very annoying. Oh um, my God. They've done the same thing as Google did with their logos, the BBC. They've oh, turned makes... them into a bunch of absolute cack. Yeah. You can't tell I the difference. I think that's what they're talking about. I absolutely hate that new three block BBC ident as well. I just hate how far apart they are. Yeah, Kate says in it chat they've gone sick. They've gone brutalist. They've gone yeah. indistinguishable. What's the difference between any of those blobs? BBC it's sounds. Difficult. It's not a sound wave. Presumably, it's meant to be a very close up of a waveform. But if so, why is iPlayer some sort of three ringed thing? Why is news a bunch of blocks? The news page doesn't look like that. A newspaper doesn't look like that. It doesn't make any sense to me. But I'm not a designer. Uh, although Kate no, is, but... she also hates it. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, actually, if you show it to a designer, they said the same about the Google ones. They're awful, horrible design. Yeah. Oh, uh, well. They'll do what they do. Uh, fortunately, the content's still great, um, and that's the most important thing, I suppose. But nonetheless, if you have other opinions on this, do ha let them be sent to us. Hello at UKTechShow.com. Um, and then two really quick final ones. We had one coming from Raphael. Um, I wanted to give a little feedback about the unscripted version of the show. Um which was three weeks ago, I think it was. Was it two weeks, three weeks ago, I think? Uh, three, I think. Well, maybe four when we could factor in the break. 
Uh, should call it the Ian Rant Show. I agree. Still, I mostly agree with the rant, so I don't mind at all. It helps uh, to know you both better when it's unscripted. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, that's why recently I changed my Patreon tier to the full unedited show, as the outtakes in the edited show were short and not always. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, I mean, if you like outtakes, the unedited version of our show is like 45 minutes of outtakes and then 45 minutes of actual content. Um but uh, thank you, Raphael, Raphael, for the support. And Matt also says the same. Just to let you know, I thought the unscripted show was great, especially on weeks with little UK news. Just having you both chat about stuff is still well worth recording and is enjoyable for us listeners. So thank you, Matt, Raphael, Alan, for those. Um, we had loads of people compliment the unedited show. A couple of people less so, but... Um, <laughs> well, not- you know, I mean, it's not going to be for everyone, is it? And uh, I... I, I talk about the Smith and Sniff podcast occasionally, which is uh, motoring. I mean, I say motoring, laughably so. Um, but, you know, they did, they did an episode recently where they were in a car eating because they used to do videos like that. Personally, it wasn't for me. I don't like to hear people eating. And I found the sort of squishing crisp bags and stuff very overwhelming. Oh, my but, God. Know, that sounds like Kate's worst show ever. Yeah, I can. I think probably. Um, and... Obviously, it was a one-off, and it was a it was a sort of hark back. They've done a hundred shows now. It it went back to when they used to do that in video. It's a lot less annoying in video. It's interesting when you can see what someone's doing. It makes the sound of what they're doing much less infuriating. Hmm. Um, obviously, eating on audio, I, I find horrible. But you know, the yes, one I the one I the one I I really hate, and I hear this predominantly on Radio Four, thanks to their casual relationship with audio compression and <laughs> they don't use it room sound exactly but you get you get the clackiness of mm. of a of a wet mouth if someone hasn't drunk that um yeah. the stickiness between oh, their God. lips or whatever i really do dislike that intensely it uh, radio 4 for some reason i mean i know why but it's just seems to be predominant um but we all can't have a perfect mouth it's just no, a, it's just, but people just could a, be encouraged to have a glass of water before going on air. Can I have a glass of water? My mouth is dry. Uh, we may or may not be here next week because I'll be up in Scotland being the best man at my brother's wedding. The best man. He's just a stable boy. As a groom, I am the best man. And um, and I will <laughs> and I will be back with Ian uh, the weekend after. But we may have something for you next week. We've certainly got some extra messages coming up for people because we're one episode of that behind and Ian's is due next week too. So there will be plenty to enjoy in the text message universe. Um, but until our next full show in two weeks, Ian, anything you want to <laughs> add? The text message cinematic universe. Brilliant. Yeah, the... the, the what is that? The... Tum, tum, <laughs> yeah. The... Uh, no, no point going no. on with that. No, absolutely none. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.